Welcome to the Glory Podcast. We're so glad that you're listening. Our mission is to declare God's glory. Please visit glorychurchkc.com to hear all of our other messages. Well, good morning and welcome again to Glory Church Online. As you notice, this is a little bit different of a Sunday morning than ever before, um, both when we were together and since we've been uh, exclusively online. So thank you so much for joining us, Glory family. Thank you. I'm excited. This is our first, as you've heard already, our first main thing Sunday that we have ever done. Uh, and what I mean by that is that periodically, hopefully three times a year, we will uh, take a, a pause of our normal series, our normal outline of, of what a Sunday morning will look like, and we will celebrate. We will evaluate. We will uh, tell stories. We will laugh together. We will um, get, get sentimental together. We will uh, cast vision as to what is coming up, and uh, we will evaluate uh, our values, how good we are doing, and hopefully stretch us to something uh, greater in the coming months, year. And so I am thankful that you're here. If you are watching right now on Facebook or on our online portal, go ahead and invite someone in. As I ramble on, they have time to, uh, to log on and watch with us because I'm so excited. They're not going to hear my voice the entire time. They get to hear from uh, some really awesome people who have uh, have been with us, Glory family. So as they talk, you will see their name. If, you, if, you, if you've never seen them before or haven't seen them in a while, uh, you will see their name go on the screen. So I am excited uh, for this morning. Uh, hopefully you feel encouraged. Hopefully you feel empowered. Hopefully maybe you feel convicted. And so I will tell you our vision, the very reason why Glory Church exists is not because uh, I wanted to be a pastor, not because I wanted to lead or I wanted to shepherd. The reason is because uh, God gave my wife and I a clear vision. Uh, our home was, was broken into uh, almost two years ago and I was put in the hospital and fear just ran through our family. And I have been a believer for a long time. We have tried to raise our kids. We got four little ones. Uh, we try to raise them a, in a way that is honoring to the Lord. But when fear, when something invades your home, it is really hard to see God in it. It's really hard. And so through that time of growth, through that time of prayer, uh, what God was doing in my heart was really encourage and challenge me like never before. I should not be shepherding outside of the home, that which I do not shepherd uh, inside the home. And, and God just really showcased what is invading in your home is not something new. It's always been there. You've always struggled with fear. You've always had doubt. There's always been a lack of peace associated in your home, and it's not going to change until you you deal with it internally. And so our vision, what has been the groundwork uh, of all that Glory Church has been, the majority of, of our people have latched onto this, is that we see a city changed by homes that are changed. A churchy version of this is that I want the kingdom of God to invade the home. Much like that man invaded my house that spread uh, fear, that, that had chaos, that there was uh, literal bloodshed, I want the opposite, the reverse to take place in every home that God God's peace, his power, his joy, his, his uh, overwhelming presence will invade a home, change its structure, change the way that there is a love displayed, that marriages would be healed, that, uh, that self-esteem issues would be, would be healed and overcome, and that love would be on display. 
that people would know how to steward well, that people would know how to love well. And that then that, that change would dramatically affect and rework the structure of a city. And so that has been something that we have shown and, and displayed over and over because uh, I believe that a church that does not speak their vision is a church that does not do their vision. A church that does not speak it consistently does, often does not do it. Um, but our six core values, the backbone of Glory Church, is that we live his truth. We don't just speak his truth, but we live it. Uh, we love our neighbor, and you cannot love that which you enable. So we stand against injustice in our city, because if you enable it, you cannot love. If you enable sin in your neighbor, you cannot truly love your neighbor. And so we love our neighbor, and other ones, we serve our home. We will never be a church that, that uh, is, is closed doors, but we will serve our home. And by that, I don't just mean our home is in our church, but our homes, our literal homes. We will be servants in our homes. And we'll be servants in the city that we call home. Because if we are not serving our home, then we are missing who Jesus was and what he wants for us. The fourth one is that we celebrate diversity. Our, our city is diverse. And I will tell you, as a white pastor, I understand how strange that is, that I want a core value to be celebrating diversity. And um, I've always said I don't want to do this and be the only voice in the room. And that's why I'm so excited to have all these people because I'm not the only voice in the room. And so we celebrate our diversity. And the reason is because our city is diverse and so our church should be diverse. Our city is diverse and so we should be reaching diverse people. And that's age-wise, that's economic-wise, that's ethnicity-wise. We should be reaching diverse people. And we celebrate that, that there is a God who honors and is on display in a church is as diverse as heaven, right? And so our fifth uh, value is that we invest our resources, that we don't just give uh, because the pastor wants a new car. <laughs> we, don't, we don't just give uh, because we, we blindly feel that we are supposed to, but we invest in something eternal. We, we realize that we are going to constantly guard uh, the, the desires of our heart, and we are going to focus them uh, to, to honoring the Lord with, with everything. So we're going to invest our resources. And then our last one is that we are going to move forward. We're never going to be a church that's stuck in our ways. We're going to move forward. And I will say these six statements, all of them are, are, are really what have, have drawn people in. And so my hope is that you feel that they are celebrated, that you feel that you are, are, are seen, uh, Glory Church family. And uh, I'm excited to, to pass over the baton and let some people speak. And so this morning I have six questions that are going to bring up some conversation and discussion. And it's all around our values. And so I'm really excited to introduce our, our panel uh, what, what is going on? And so the first question is, how did our vision statement that we see a city changed by homes that are changed, how did it resonate with you personally? How did it resonate with you personally? I can start that one off. Um, so when I read the vision that we see a city changed by homes that are changed, one of the things that uh, just really resonates with me is this idea that Glory Church wants to to create this change in a city, not through some of the ways that you might see changes happening in a lot of urban cores around the country, where maybe it's like new apartment buildings popping up, or new money being poured in, or through tax abatements, or opportunity zones, or anything like that, but we actually want to change a city through the homes, and I think that's really beautiful. Um, 
my wife and I, we moved here from uh, Denver, and Denver has experienced a lot of those changes, and so being on the back end of those changes, we saw how whole neighborhoods, people were pushed out, and cultures were forgotten. And so moving to Kansas City, it was really, really important to us that we found a church um, that honored the neighborhood and the people and the cultures that were already here, that were not just coming into these new fancy apartments or having these new fancy restaurants, but were actually meeting with the people and living with the people that are already here. And that's been beautiful to be a part of uh, at Glory Church. Um, I would agree with that. I think uh, just that vision, when my wife and I were looking for a church to go to, there's a lot of different things that people can look for, whether it be really good music or really good preaching. We have really good preaching, Greg, you're great. Um, but above all, we are really looking for somewhere um, that was focused on what God says and that the basis of everything that they do is based off of you know, what God does in each of the hearts of the people within the church. And so the fact that this doesn't stop at that we see a city change is important to me because it says that we see a city changed by homes that are changed. And I think a lot of times people can get caught up with, you know, trying to make a big difference in the city out of a good heart, trying to do a lot of different things, but not starting with Jesus. And so the real, you know, difference that's going to be made in people's lives is going to be when Jesus gets a hold of their heart. Um, we also want to help in tons of different other ways, too. Um, but just the fact that that vision statement started there um, with seeing the people around us in our community, um, in our church, growing together, um, being based off of God's word, getting to know him, um, and then going out and reaching people with that Jesus, with that fire, um, is yeah. something special. So, My thoughts are that we see a lot of things that go on out in society and in the streets and a whole lot of things that are unfair and unjust, and people become accustomed to that. But if at home they're taught something, if it begins in the home, that our young people and some of our older people are taught that Jesus loves you. If that's taught in the home, the real fact of his love, if it's taught in the home where you lay your head every night, where you eat your meals, where you go when you get off work, your place of rest, then when you come out of your home, you'll treat the rest of the city in a different way. Um, all of those things that our core values in a home often reflect out in public. You know, I remember my mom saying, I didn't raise you like that, you know. But those things come out because I know that if people's lives are changed at home, then the lives of other people will be changed outside of the home. So that's how that resonated with me, and I loved that. And I was really overtaken by that, you know, because I have not seen a statement of a church's vision that said that anywhere. So that stood out. That made a difference for me. That's awesome. So I have to uh, ask number two, and I'm really excited to hear y'all's answer to this. Um, what do you believe is the biggest win that you've seen so far at Glory Church? So the biggest win that I've personally experienced um, was... I think it was February, January or February, we um, went down the, was it like a mile of truce that we adopted? Yes, yeah. a mile. We've adopted a mile of... <laughs> Didn't realize that was 20 uh, blocks 20 long. Blocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both directions. <laughs> so we went up truce and we actually started passing out gloves and hats um, and socks 
um, and inviter cards to people that were just sitting at the bus stops. Um, and then we also invited them uh, just a few blocks down from most of the bus stops. We were serving hot soup and crackers. And that was, I think that's really when Glory Church really started feeling like a, a church to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because it was, it was at too. that moment that it was actually, I was with a community of people. We were serving a community. Um, and it was all for this church plant that we had just recently started. Um, and so that was, that was really impactful to me and a huge win for us. We actually, there's still people that we met that day at the bus stops that still join us every yeah. Sunday morning. People that we fed. People and, that and, we fed, yeah. yeah. And um, gosh, I want to do more of that. Like that is, this is our home. This is our community. And I want to continue doing that and seeing those kind of wins. Yeah, I, I loved that. I loved Surf Sundays. Um, and I think uh, what's so beautiful about that is, um, is that it resulted in people coming to know Jesus for the first time. Yeah. And so my, my big, like, exciting um, win that I've seen in Glory Church was Baptism Sunday. I mean, who doesn't get excited at a baptism? Just at the YMCA pool. Um, we're just standing around with all these believers gathered around the pool and people that have... Um, either maybe known Jesus for a while, but have never made that outward um, showing of um, I'm committed to him and I want him to be the, the king of my life. Um, those people were baptized. And then we had people that didn't know Jesus and came to know Jesus. And what more could you want? I mean, could all this work that we do and all the sacrifice we have, um, you know, as people of the church and um, the burdens that we take on, if just one came to know Jesus, I told myself, if just one, it would be worth it to move up here and change my life. Yeah. So I am so, like, that's been our biggest win, and I'm so excited for a lot more baptisms and a lot more people to come to know Jesus. Yeah, for sure. I just, sorry, I'm taking the mic. I just wanted to add one more thing to that. So that was a great follow-up to the serve day because one of the guys that got baptized that Sunday, we actually met at a bus stop yep. on that serve day. So, um, yeah, it just it was a great follow-up on that. Yes, and so uh, that leads us really into the third question. Um, what are, do you think, and in, in your opinion, are the two values that you believe are most seen in Glory Church. So we discussed those six values. What have you seen so far? What, what are we celebrating? What, what do you think are the wins in our values? What two have been on display? Well, the two that I think have been displayed well at Glory Church, um, the first one would be we serve our home. Mm. Um, I think that the home is not just, you know, your literal physical home. Yeah. Your home is the community that you're placed in. Um, so getting out and serving in the streets and amongst the people has been amazing. I always think about the time we served the soup. Oh, that was just amazing. Like, I I was really looking forward to the one that we were going to do before COVID hit. <laughs> yeah, um, weren't we all? <laughs> sack lunches. Yep, we were. Go to the laundromat. <laughs> yeah. But the beautiful thing about that is that even though we lost that opportunity, a door opened mm. for other opportunities to serve, like at Thelma's Kitchen. There were a lot of people who stepped up. I believe you, Jess, was one. Um, Hannah. Yeah. So that was, that was incredible, but that's one. Uh, the other is we moved forward and back to COVID. Uh, you were 
handed like a really difficult situation. We were just kind of getting our groove, you know, like trying to, what, how long had it been? We made it seven weeks. Not many know this uh, who've been with us. We had a setup team and it was sort of like an all in thing. Like everyone show up at 7.30 uh, and we'll do a little huddle outside in the cold and then we'll open the doors at eight and then we'll set all up and, and get everything ready. And literally the last Sunday we met, we were like, hey, I think we can like just have five people come early. We've got this really quick. We've been setting up super fast. So we got this. And then COVID happened and we can't meet. And so I don't, I don't even remember how we set up. Like, we're all going to be back. And then the changes, sorry, the, no, hey, the changes that, you know, you got to, I don't know how you did it, but it's like, I kind of think declare glory kind of prepared you in a sense. For sure. Because you were already online at a point. Hmm. So other doors opened. You pushed forward. You pushed through. You made it through that new normal. Yeah, it was... Um we talked a lot, about, a lot about it that it felt like uh, we were in survival mode. That was, I mean, everyone was, but I was like, how, okay, so I'm a new pastor with new people who don't really know each other, and now we can't even be with each other. Like, how do we do this? And uh, I've been so blown away by people's kindness and response, and you guys have been so malleable, so ready to just say, all right, we'll do it. We'll take this. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll be there. We'll do this. All right, we'll, we'll stay up and, and pack up some goodie bags for homeless people instead. We, we'll do this. And uh, it's been really neat to see people respond to needs. Um, for me, it is we love our neighbor and we celebrate diversity. I have been shown nothing but love, you know, ever since I've been around you guys. And Loving our neighbors is bigger than just the person that lives next door to you, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, and I see that. You know, I see that. From the time I walked in the door, everyone was just kind and, you know, I love the coffee and the conversations, the whole everything. The diversity. I mean, look at the table. Look at us, you know? That's amazing. You know, because we all know that Sunday's normally the most segregated day of the week. Everybody goes to their own little spot. But here we are. You know, here we are. And um, I was telling Greg, I said, well, I think I'm the oldest person in the congregation. He said, no, you're not. <laughs> but, um, you know, we laughed about that. But I love all of that. You know, the whole, when you love people, it just shows up. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not a bunch of phony baloney crap, but it's love. And when we do that, you can't help but give love back. Of course, I was uh, formerly in an all mostly uh, African-American church. So when I first left, um, my sister's still there. When I first left and I would go back, they'll be like, do they really like accept you there? Do you really feel welcome there? And I'm like, yeah, actually, I feel more welcome there than I do here. Wow. You know, it's like you is and then you want them to see it like God did not intend us to be separate. You know, he, that that's not I mean, you don't want to I don't want to just be like everybody that I'm around. Right. And I also, if I am different, 
and I have some differences, I don't want to try to change myself mm. to fit into what you want, into your box, when that's just not me. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. Thank you for saying that, Melanie. And so with that said, like, how have these like values stretched you guys? I mean, I, I know they've stretched me so much <laughs> in, in, in trying to lead them, uh, trying to lead them in my home, but how have they stretched you guys? Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, I'm gonna pick a value that I feel like and just focus in on that one. Um, so going you know, off of what Melanie said, just celebrating our diversity. You know, We want to be a diverse church and not just um, ethnically diverse. Yeah. We want to be diverse in age, diverse in life experience, diverse in struggle, um, socioeconomic status. We want to represent, you know, all different people with this common understanding that the gospel is the truth. Yeah. Um, and I, I have to tell you a story um, that actually is a big reason of why I came to Glory Church, why I helped to launch Glory Church. Um, and if this is too long, you can cut it out later, Greg. <laughs> but um, I was doing some mission, a very short mission work in Ruston, Louisiana, in some government-subsidized housing, um, definitely a hurting neighborhood, um, a neighborhood that did not look like me. I didn't, they didn't look like me. They didn't talk like me. Their culture was different. Um, the struggles that they had were different. It was almost just opposite um, hmm. from maybe the life that I've experienced. And... I remember going there because our, one of our missions at this place was to help do some landscaping work, make the place look beautiful um, so that the residents there could have a beautiful place um, to enjoy. And we got there and there weren't enough tools. And see, I love outdoor work. So I was like, this is where God has called me. I'm going to do this mission work and I'm going to rake and I'm going to you know, pull weeds, whatever. Um, ask Miss Rhonda. Shout out to Miss Rhonda. Um, yeah. I will pull your weeds anytime. Oh, she she messaged me and she said, "This is amazing. I am blessed." <laughs> That's so great. Um, so we get there. There's not enough tools, and I'm so frustrated because I I came here and um, and there aren't enough tools, and God didn't equip me to do the work that He had called me to do. And I really struggled with that. And so I just felt like this weird little moment, you know, those moments when the Holy Spirit whispers something in your ear and he says, pray over every single house in this neighborhood. And I'm going to get teary-eyed, so okay. just give me a minute. And so I said, okay, that's weird, <laughs> first of all, but I'll pray over these houses. So I brought a few girls with me, and, um, and we went to go pray over these houses, and we just prayed um, so many blessings over them that they would find Jesus, that if they knew Jesus, that they would be... Um, that they would feel uh, peace and that they would feel a strength in the situation they were in. Anyway, so we walk up to this house and there's a man standing outside and he's got to be six foot tall. His name is Marcus. Um, and a very strong man and I was a little intimidated by him, okay? Um, and I said, and the Lord said, go talk to him and ask him if there's something you can pray over him. And I said, hi, I'm Jess. Um, is there... I'm praying for people today. Is there something I can pray over for you? And he goes and goes behind the house. He was turning off the hose and getting his two-year-old son. Um, I thought he was walking away. <laughs> and he comes around and he goes, you know, Jess, like, I lost my mom. He was about my age. I lost my mom a few months ago to cancer. And in that moment, I realized I lost my mom. I lost my mom to cancer also when I was 19. 
um, God equips. You know, it was that moment where God told me, you don't have anything in common with this man, but I'm gonna put something in common in front of you because you are both God's children. You've both suffered grief um, beyond understanding. And you can pray for him and minister to him and connect with him in this way because the gospel transcends everything. It transcends color, race, culture, language. I mean, look at the Bible. Um, And that's coming here. Um, I've had to remember that moment that um, when it's kind of scary for me to know how to approach a situation or what to say or um, how to love someone, that God will equip me to do it, and he will equip each of us at Glory Church. Yeah. So that's been stretching me, and <laughs> I'm so grateful that God has continued to allow me to learn in that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you took all of my words, except obviously my story doesn't, doesn't match yours. But um, just, you know, back to what I was talking about before, just when... Uh, me and my wife were were looking for a church. Um, we really felt we were going to a conservative Baptist church uh, in the middle of Johnson County, wealthy Johnson County. And uh, uh, you know, I never realized growing up or going to my conservative, you know, Christian school how much I had been in just one specific box. And I had gotten used to conversing with people. Um, you know, I had you know tons of friends that that are different races, you know, different ethnicities. But really, that, that socioeconomic status and just a different walk of life was something that I didn't get to converse with very often, you know? And by finding Glory Church, I really found that, that God was pulling specifically me here because he wanted me to learn how to love all kinds of different people. But totally just God, just, just pulling me out of that comfort zone and saying, you know, I want you to remember that that you are not above anybody because you have Jesus or you come from a certain place or this or that. But when I made you, you came from dirt and so did everybody else. Like, you, so you will go wherever I put you, no matter where you're comfortable. And in fact, I don't want you to be comfortable. I want you to be somewhere where you have to lean on me and trust on me. Um, and I cannot say that I'm like fully there yet or anything, but just the experiences yeah. with Glory Church getting to get out in the community and meet different people that, that are different than me, um, to be able to talk to them about Jesus or just, just Kansas City sports or whatever um, is just all a part, you know, of, of God's glory and, and what he, you know, his plan was for me and for what maybe is his plan for a lot of different people that are going to come to Glory Church in the future. So, well... I would say um, I'm excited for what the next two questions, they are going to um, be focusing a little bit more on the what now. Uh, Glory family, we are still stuck in quarantine in in a sense. Uh, We're stuck in our homes. Um, We've been meeting in small groups. Maybe you're meeting in a small group right now, um, or maybe you're listening in on the podcast. I, I would say what is next for us is this continuing in a small group, this allowing that home to be changed, whether it's your home or a friend's home or, or uh, a home that, that, that you are being invited into. But I will say uh, what is next is, is really exciting. 
we, we're going to do these sort of main things every four months and not just talk about where, where we have seen God at work, but we're going to sort of forecast what is, uh, what is to come. And so I don't know if you've thought much about the next four months. Maybe you have in your, in your finances or you have in your job. You've been waiting for the day to get back to work or you've been waiting for the day for your kids to go back to school. I have. Uh, and, and so well, I don't know. <laughs> And, and so I, I don't know, but we do a lot of forecasting, but I would love to just forecast like these values and in, in the vision of Glory Church as we look ahead as well, because one day we are not going to be just online anymore. One day, uh, though I want to include that, uh, we have a whole lot of people who've been watching all over the world uh, and, and who, who've, been, who've been streaming. Guys, I just, there's a, a, a radio station in Saudi Arabia who've been playing the Glory podcast. Um, because they met us on, or someone messaged me on Declare Glory. Uh, so people from Singapore, people from uh, uh, all around the world. And so we're going to continue that. I don't know how, but we're going to continue doing online, uh, though we're, we're in person. But in the next four months, we get to meet again together. In the next four months, uh, we are going to celebrate meeting again uh, together. And that'll be a lot of fun. In the next four months, our city is going to uh, go through some, some changes, hopefully changes that have been implement, implemented from the past few weeks. Um, our city is going to go through a, an election, and uh, there's going to be a lot at stake in our city, um, not just in a, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crazy. Uh, we're going to have to figure out how to do football um, in the next four months, and so that's going to be interesting. So there's a lot of fun things and interesting things. So as we even forecast, like, the values of Glory Church, they're going to have to be tweaked and changed, not not the wording of them, but the display of them. And so I'd love to say, uh, in your mind, guys, as we look ahead, what is one value that you believe we are going to need to lean into a little more in this next season? One value. Uh, well, the two uh, values that I believe that we need to lean into more this season, um, I actually, or one value, I combine two together, um, and those are love our neighbor, loving our neighbor, and celebrating diversity, um, because I believe that you can't celebrate diversity if you don't first love your neighbor. So um, that is something that we really have to push into, uh, especially in this climate that we're in right now, it's more important than ever. Um, we got to put aside differences. We can't make any assumptions or generalizations about each other. Um, mm-hmm. We have to have conversations, even yeah. if they're hard or uncomfortable. Um, just you really have to look past the exterior. You have to look past the uh, socioeconomic status of people. Um, I mean, even for me, I'm going to be honest, I didn't grow up in this area and I avoided it like the plague. I'm just, that's my, my truth. Um, and even for me, I have to do that. Like I have to do that. I have to get over my fear of the inner city and sit down and have conversations and, put down that wall, break down that wall of fear, because really it's, a lot of it is fear. Um, That actually reminds me of a quote from uh, George Floyd's funeral that a pastor said. I believe the quote that he said was that uh, racism is 
perfect fear casting out love. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was yeah. profound. It was so beautifully stated. And we have to figure out how to love each other past our differences. And then we can celebrate each other. And I have to tell you, like, I have seen so much of this just growth on display in you. Like, just God is 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 overtaking fear and there is perfect love at work in you and i it's just been really cool to see uh, all around the board and so yeah those are those are good ones i think we're going to need to to do that consistently for sure my um one value is that if we live his truth if we live his truth everything else falls in line with that hmm. because he says fear not you know, he says, love thy neighbor. He tells us to do all of these things. And if we live his truth, then we're walking in all of the other statements. Um, speaking of the Chiefs, I was alive with the other Super Bowl. I was born then, so, you know, to see everybody come together for sports is amazing. You know, uh, the two drunk folks that help each other to the car that don't look like each other. You know, yeah. spilling beer on each other. I spilled your beer, I'll buy you another, you know. <laughs> but we can't do that about, I love Jesus and so do you. Yeah. yeah. We can't do that. I can't grasp that. You know, I've, I'm a person, I grew up in the inner city. Um, I'm actually living in my childhood home and it's really funny because my neighborhood does not look like it did when I was a kid. Yeah. But I've always had multicultural friends, mm -hmm. always, because I'm a light-skinned African-American woman. Mm -hmm. So people darker than me didn't like me. White people didn't like me either. Mm -hmm. But if we had a common ground that we liked each other, I didn't care what color you were, we became friends and that's how I've lived my whole life. So I've always had opportunities because I'm not really scared of anything but rodents, basically. <laughs> um, but I'm discerning enough to know that everybody don't get in my front row. Mm -hmm. And that comes from living God's truth. Mm -hmm. If I didn't trust him in everything, I'd be scared of everything. Mm -hmm. And I see that as one of the biggest things we have to do going forward because with all of the chaos that we just went through, that's just a glimpse of it. Mm -hmm. Because it's not ending and we need to know that. Yeah. It's not gonna be swept under the rug this time. It's not gonna be forgotten in a week. Yeah. People are gonna go back to some normalcies, but we have to live as truth. Yeah. Because if we don't, then we'll all just be a crazy mess. Yeah, and just swept up by anything. Absolutely. So we just have to know that we have to stand on that and just know that his truth, his word, is our solid rock that we stay in. Yeah. That's what we have to do with that. Anything else is just a waste of time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So to piggyback off of that, uh, what do you think growth is going to look like, guys, in this next season? And this is where we're going to end. What is growth going to look like? Mm. Well, like I said, I think it's going to be more diverse. I really do. I really do. Um, and then I think another thing that in order for that to happen is that we have to not focus so much on the in the four walls and focus more on outside the four walls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to... And everyone, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to bring more people in, and they're going to be different. They're going to be very different. And we have to love them and reflect Christ to them 
say you came to a predominantly black church, okay? They're going to pinpoint, you know, they're gonna push you out. Does that make sense? Like they're gonna put a lot of focus on you instead of just letting you be you. You can notice the difference in a person, but not center on that. And once they could get past that, I believe, and I'm not speaking negative about it, but you can't achieve something unless you can get past trying to make it a it's novelty, the word that I want to use. Yeah, like, no, that's not how diversity works. I can't, yeah, you just have to just let them come and just love them. Yeah. Anybody else, Scott? Um, so being transparent, I think. So for me and my home, my wife and I, something that we are really focused on doing in this next season is really, it, it pertains to loving our neighbor well, but it also pertains to what you're talking about, Melanie, of focusing not on diversity and the novelty of it, I think, is what you're, how you're talking about it, but just loving on people and letting our community and the way we love on our community really bring about that diversity is just a consequence of that. And um, I, sorry, hold on. <laughs> you wanted someone to cry, Greg. I just didn't know it was gonna be me. <laughs> um, so one thing that we've been really convicted about, Olivia and I, we live in a neighborhood that's 70% African-American and in the last year and a half, we've only had one black person in our home. And it's not that we were intentionally doing that, but we weren't not, inten we weren't not intentionally not doing that, if that makes sense. Like we weren't loving our community in a way that pushed us to reflect the community around us. And not that you know, there's a specific number to hit or that there's these diversity things that everybody's talking about right now, these metrics and like looking at organizations and, and that kind of thing. But for, for us, it's just we are sorry that it took a protest and it took riots and it took damaged property and, and the loss of George Floyd and so many other African-American men for us to wake up to that. And so what we're focusing on in this next season is really loving our neighbor, like truly loving our neighbor and the community around us. And I think because, I believe because we live in a community that is very diverse, that that will show up in our home then just as a consequence. It's not something we have to force, it's just something we have to do better at. Yeah. None of this is gonna be sustainable at all if it's just novelty. Because yeah. novelty comes and goes. And it just, a, a church that cares for people cares for people, period. And I think that's going to be the longevity of it is uh, family. If I can be blunt, we're going to have to get out of our four walls. Mm -hmm. And not just the, the church, but your home, your, your small group, your comfort, the, the fact that everyone around you looks like you. Uh, and, and, and I just mean even in, in problems, too, like issues. We're going to have to move beyond it and, and not make it novel because as you engage and live life and shoulder to shoulder, that's when people don't just show up because uh, there's, there's coffee or they don't just show up because it's something new, but they show up because it's family, like it's, it's family. And that's done in the home, not in the church. That's done in the home and that's done on the streets that's done in the neighborhood. Um, yeah, you, sorry, you were going to say something, weren't oh. you? I was just going to say that 
um, I see color because I embrace the color of people's skin. But when it comes to judging a person, I just see the person because I've been mistreated by both sides. So I can't say, well, I like this one better. I like that one better. That's not who I am. And a lot of people think it's a joke, but it's not. That's just who I am. So for us moving forward, the diversity is going to be interesting because there are going to be people that are going to want to come and say, I go to the white church to make themselves feel better than somebody else. There are going to be people that say, well, we've got five black members at our church to make them feel like they're crossing the diversity line. And for Greg as pastor, he's going to have to deal with that and address that. You know, because now everybody's going to want to try to say that they're doing their part. But it's not genuine. And that's when we'll have to take them to the, you lukewarm, skedaddle, you know. Because we can't continue in that way of, like you said, keeping a tally of, you know, that's, that's poor. Um, and going forward, we'll have to keep our pastor in prayer, definitely. Because he's got a long road ahead of him. And a tough job for us to be able to bring all of our talents to the table to say that we love each other no matter what color we are and just embrace the fact that we all have different views and opinions and we love each other as people so that's all yeah I want to say I think that's so beautiful and um, I think that really I see like a key theme there is from all of you speaking on this is grace I think there will be grace moving forward because um, as, as a family of um, children of God, as children of God, as a family, um, if we can't give grace to each other um, when we make mistakes, when we say the wrong thing, when we have wrong belief, um, if we can't just immediately go to grace, um, it's going to be really hard for us to grow in diversity. Um, so I think that moving forward, Grace is born out of prayer and relationship with Jesus. So we, we all have a responsibility to get in the Word and spend time in prayer for our neighbors and for ourselves and to open our eyes and to listen. Um, but we also um, have that obligation and that command to give grace um, because none of us is better than the other. Like, no Christian is better than a non-Christian. We're all just, we just received the gift of salvation. And we want others to, you know, have the same. Like, our debt has been paid. But we can go to grace. If we can go to grace, then I think that diversity will naturally follow that also. Yeah. For real. Goodness, that was good. My hope is that those who are at home right now, um, who, who are watching along, um, maybe you're watching on your cell phone while, while you're cleaning, I don't know what, what you do. Um, uh, but my hope is that you can pause and, and answer some of these questions for yourself. Uh, how have you been stretched? What is this next season going to look like? Maybe for, for some of you, it's, it's to make your online presence with Glory Church become an in-person one. Or uh, maybe it's uh, to step back out uh, of, of your fear and, and, and to be in a community. And, and to, that's risky. Whatever it looks like, uh, let's grace each other. 
Um, I, th- I think that is a, a good ending point. Uh, Glory Church family, I hope grace is, is on display uh, in, in our people. And I'm really excited because next week is Father's Day. Um, next Sunday is Father's Day. And there's a lot of grace that needs to be done um, to our fathers. There's a lot of father wounds that we haven't allowed the grace of Jesus to, um, to transform. There's a lot of grace that needs to be on display um, to... Uh, in our lives, in our homes, and on Father's Day, we're actually going to start a brand new series uh, called Hope in the Home. I'm excited for that. Um, we're we're going to dive in some, some interesting and hard topics, um, but I believe that God is, is going to transform us in great ways. Um, so I'm going to finish off this morning with just praying. Uh, it's going to be a quick prayer, um, but, a, but a simple one. Uh, and so... Scripture has constantly the, this, this image of God's glory, and there's a time uh, in Scripture where, where uh, Moses asks, show me your glory. And so my prayer is going to be that we see God's glory. Show us your glory. So let's pray. God, show us your glory. God, in our homes, show us your glory. God, in our city, show us your glory. As we look in the mirror, God, show us your glory. As we plan our day and stress, show us your glory. As we get overwhelmed by what isn't, show us your glory. As we get excited for what could be, show us your glory. As we look at one another, show us your glory. As we dream and plan, show us your glory. As we walk our streets, show us your glory. As we step into unwarranted or unsafe places, show us your glory. As we step in comfortable places, show us your glory. As we sit and dine with with people that we've known for years, show us your glory. As we get out in the community and, and rub shoulders with people we do not know, show us your glory. That your glory may be on display. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Glory Podcast. For more information about this message or Glory Church, please visit glorychurchkc.com.